welcome back to volume three of Let's Get Deeper. If this is your first time listening to us, um, this is basically where um, we sit one-on-one um, and try to um, not talk about pop culture for too much and try and, you know, focus a little bit more um, on ourselves, I guess. Um, yeah. So I'm Josh and with me I have got Nick. Hello. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, time zones are fun. Daylight savings, <laughs> daylight savings will be our forever like greatest annoyance. Oh, not not just that, but I had nothing to do today, so I was like, oh, it's not, it hasn't been like hot, hot today, mm. and it's not supposed to be hot, hot today, so I'll like go for a walk and see what happens, and that turned into like nearly four hours. Oh my! And because it wasn't. And because it wasn't hot, I was I just like forgot to sunscreen. Oh no! So I'm like the color of so I'm like a strawberry now. So sometimes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll see how bad I go while I'm in Melbourne. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. That's that's where it's usually, especially if I want to keep up the activeness. Mm-hmm. But I suppose if I remember from today, then I won't get burnt again because. Fingers crossed. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, this is... We're going to try and reflect on what happened this year and um, maybe think about stuff that might happen in 2020. We'll see. This is... It's always a, it's always a fun journey, especially when I don't actually have any, like, proper questions that I send out um, compared to the first volume where we did this um, around this time last year. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Nick, <laughs> there has, I guess, I don't know. Yes. What, what's happened this year for you? I, I know, but the listeners well, don't know probably as much. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I was the second most active mate. Surprising. This year, I'm going Shock to horror. guess. <laughs> yeah. The, the person that wasn't studying full time and didn't have a full time mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that, just saying that is a lot of what happened this year, nothing. I uh, started, I mean, I probably talked about this last year, but in November last year, I, well, November 2018, I uh, enrolled in a online TAFE course, and that was fun for, like, four months, maybe a bit more. No, I... Because I finished my placement in April. So, well, officially I gave up in, like, July. And then got kicked out. Yay! Uh And then went to an info session to do that in in person, like, at at a school in person in 2020. They were like, yeah, we've been doing this for years. And what it turned out is they just had terrible... They just had a terrible system of, like, putting the courses out online for people to see that they were there. So, they weren't putting up the courses for the year until, like, January. So, when I was looking November, nothing came mm-hmm. up. And even when I was looking previously in, like, June or whatever, still nothing came out because they only put their shit out in January to February. Oh. And when I was talking to the people who were doing the info sessions, they were like, that's some feedback we need to send back, like, we need to send to the relevant mm-hmm. people because that's not fair on yeah. you. And... So, 
So, yeah, that was fun. But, yeah, uh, from, like, February to April, yeah, I did placement at a local high school, which was fun. And, like, legitimately, it was the type of thing where, at first, I was very, um, uh, not, like, Yes, nervous, but nervous isn't what I'm looking for. Very apprehensive about whether this is what mm. I wanted. And, um, yeah, doing... It was seven seven weeks of, like, one day yep. a week. And I was like, no, this is actually what I want to do. It's something that's fulfilling, but it's also something that's enjoyable. And so, yeah, I will probably... I haven't officially enrolled yet, but, yeah, I'll probably be doing that for the next year in person at a TAFE, which, yay. Yay. Actually, actually yay. like, Hopefully genuinely, this all works like, out. really happy. Because, yeah. Well, hopefully I can fucking find another school that will give me placement. <laughs> uh, that, that's... I'm so... Te- I'm, I'm so tempted, and I mean, I will go back to the high school I mm-hmm. went to, but I'm so tempted to just be like, you cunts fucking own yeah. me. <laughs> fucking just let me do placement mm. here. Mm. I mean, technically, it's two schools now because they, they've opened, just before I graduated, they opened, like, this experimental school where, like, you don't have a timetable and your classes aren't really solid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's this new, like, fucking whatever. So, it's kind of like flexible but, learning, sort of. Yeah, it's flexible learning. So, it's kind of between... Because there's a, it's kind of like between, um, this isn't the right name for it, but like a delinquency school uh-huh. where it's kind of like, where you just turn up to just like, to get back into the, uh, back into the idea of going mm-hmm. to school or, but it's also not like a Steiner school or something where it's that very alternative, alternate, uh, alternate idea of education. Mm-hmm. When this this is still a um like still like a formal education, but it's not in a formal environment, yeah. even though it is a school. But yeah, so but they I'm presuming they need a couple more uh, educational support mm-hmm. officers. So we'll see. Hmm. But I mean the the big thing, and I th- and I'm pretty sure because I think we recorded the first lot of this this like a similar time as we are yeah. at the moment. So, what I found out was that my comic book shop closed just just before I left to go on go on a ho- go on a uh, holiday last mm-hmm. year the owner of the owner of my comic book shop pulled me to the side and said, "I don't want to say this, and I'm unfortunately going to have to say it to every customer that comes in, but I'm going to have to close the store, mm. and we're going to have no new stuff." In the new year, we're not going to, like, I just, like, the shop is just going to be closed. So, that threw me for a loop for a while, Mm -hmm. and that wasn't fun, especially when, and, like, I found this a lot this year where, like, the comic book shop was the place I went once a week, um, even during high school. Sometimes I would, like, go there two or three times a week, but it was a place where I would, like, talk about comics, not even comics, like wrestling or anything really and it was a very friendly environment and it's where I've met a lot of the stronger friends at at the moment so that so not having that has been a big um 
big impact for me this year, both socially and mentally and emotionally and physically and anything else that can go to it. But the other big thing was that I didn't have new comics, which as someone who was spending like 50 to $150 a week, I mean, like, it's good on your purse. Yeah. But as we were just talking about before, I decided that I was going to try to keep up with a lot of stuff, but go to trade paperbacks. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know, comics have published in issues, which is 32 to 48 pages mainly. That's You get like annuals, which can be a couple more pages or whatever. And then every four to six usually, sometimes a couple more issues, they get put into a book and that's called either a hardcover or a trade paperback or a collection or a volume or many other words. I decided to go to those because they're cheaper. Usually you're spending, what's it, about 30 bucks a book opposed to like six bucks an issue. So you end up getting like $5 an issue versus $6 an issue. So it's not like the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And Marvel are terrible. Marvel will fucking charge more for their trades, it seems, sometimes. Oh. But, yeah, it's it's why I never got into Marvel, because it was so... I couldn't logic out getting into the old stuff when it's cheaper just try to get into the new stuff. Mm. When with DC, it was like 30 bucks and you got six issues versus like 880 or whatever for a... Like 660, 880 is what I was paying when the comic book shop was open for a single issue but what's happened is in december and january all that shit's starting to come out now in trades so i have long long lists of stuff to read but it also means i haven't read a lot of new stuff this year like i've been trying to and the stuff like slowly comes out in trades or whatever Mm -hmm. i've been able to read it but yeah i haven't read a lot of new stuff this year which makes recommend like recommending new stuff a bit hard and i'll probably i'll do a quick over overlay of overview of stuff comic book related later on Mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was a bit of a um well i mean of course it was a shock to hear that the shop was closing but then it became uh yeah it was hard and I mean, like, I still run into mm. the comic book guys yeah. sometimes, which is nice. Catch up with them, see what I they're doing. Like, uh, the, the owner wants to do pretty much very similar to what I'm doing, but he's an old stubborn bastard. Pretty much like I've said to him, because he's still got all the old stock, and I'm like, I will come to your storage unit, and I will sort stuff out for you. I don't even need to be paid. But he wants to do it all himself because he's a stubborn bastard. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what that's what you are going to do. So, whatever. Uh, what else happened this year? Um, no deaths, which was good. Especially in a year I thought would include deaths. I mean, to peel behind the curtain, 2019 isn't quite over for us yet. So, you never fucking know. But this year's been pretty good for people staying alive. Hey... Um, what else? What what did what else did I have on my list? Anything? Uh bushfires haven't been fun, I'll say that. Nice, uh as, as people would have seen on social media and that, fucking smoke everywhere. And um 
Actually, th- this will be a quick rant, even though I've kind of like started to distance, maybe distance myself from the Quidditch community. With the smoke, especially around Sydney, it was pretty bad. And Quidditch Nationals were the past week as of recording, past weekend. And the, well, what was it, the day or two days before, the board put out a notice that was like, hey, if you've got like issues breathing or like asthma or something, it's your decision to not play completely removing Oops. the liability from themselves and also something that they haven't run past their insurance. So if anyone was to get sick, they, would have, they wouldn't have been covered by insurance. And then all the field medics came out and said, we're not happy with this and we don't want to... Like, we don't feel comfortable um, medicking at this event and we don't know how to treat, like, smoke inhalation properly. Like, we're not... That's not our specialty. So, luckily the smoke died down and nobody got seriously... Because no one was seriously harmed or anything. But, yeah, people seem to not be taking this weather too seriously. And it's kind of scary. Um, What was I going to ask you? Um, Going back to, like, what you what you really wanted to do, like, when you found out that working at the school was going to be something that you wanted to do, um, was that something that, Mm. was that something that you, um, really only sort of discovered this year or it's something that's always been around? Well, I, thinking back to like, as a kid, like when, when did I want to be either a teacher or, I mean, it was kind of around, like, year seven when kind of science caught my attention, I suppose is the way of putting it. Like, when I actually got some hands-on experience, especially in a lab environment. Mm-hmm. So then, as you can imagine, that's why I went to uni and started a Bachelor of Chemistry and uh, then dropped out of that and did a diploma in laboratory technologies, but also... While in high school and that, like, I didn't mind either assisting peers or also, like, mum's always said I'm good with kids and animals. <laughs> and so that way, like, being a teacher, even though what I'm doing at the moment is not mm. teaching, but being a teacher was something that was always, always something that was kind of like, yeah, I, I could see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. Especially thinking about like having a chemistry teacher during HSC that like kept us like had interest in us as students but also kept us on top of content and organized excursions to working laboratories and and it was always like could I would love to be that for someone Mm -hmm. else and after going to uni and not being successful at uni, I kind of like just gave up on the idea of teaching mm-hmm. before I thought, well, what does, a, like, how, how can I then be a teacher's aide? Or like, that's the name that we no longer use for that position in the industry, but it's a term that's still used by some people. But yeah, because um, as like, as a kid, probably, uh, what was it around? Oh. 
I mean, I left when I was 13, so probably like 10 to 13 or whatever, mum worked in disability. So kind of like over those years, I grew up, like during that time for a lot of it, mum was either a single mother or when she was dating someone. Mum's thing's always been when she's been dating someone, like I am not their kid. I am not their responsibility. So so even during that, and especially when mum was working part-time or something, to make sure that she could look after my brother and I, like she couldn't afford childcare. So a lot, so during school holidays and that, we would go to work with her a lot. So I had a lot of experience with people with disability and especially when they started to do day program and like my brother and I would participate in the day program and we would play piano with the clients or cook with them or whatever because that was just like it was almost free childcare mm-hmm. for mum so it was something that kind of uh like imprinted on me that not only are these people people for one but also like giving them assistance can make their lives a lot easier and if it's something that you enjoy then it's making your life easier mm-hmm. as well yeah so yeah, finding something where, and like a teacher's aid or learning support officer, whatever you want to call them, like they're not just working with kids with disability. They're working sometimes can be normal for like fully functioning people or people or children or students or whatever you want to call them with behavioral issues or um, issues at home or just it's any any kid that needs support at any level of added support. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just like something that seemed interesting. And I was like, I could do that. And then going into a classroom environment and it was the, the first day I did placement, the teacher I was working with said, Hey Nick, can you help name a student figure out, like figure out how to tell the mm-hmm. time. And it was for, like, this was weird because this was a student in high school. And I remember coming home and talking to mum about it. Mum's like, well, think about it, Like telling time is an abstract concept. There's nothing you can measure it yep. against. Like the only thing you can measure time against is time. Mm-hmm. Like you can, and like this is basic primary school, like prep one year one, year two stuff. But like when you learn to ab, add and subtract, You'll use learning aids, you'll use blocks, you'll use counters. Like, that is a physical construct that you can learn against. But time, there's nothing. So, it was weird for me. But after, like, I sat down with the student for, I don't know, maybe half an hour tops. And after that, she was like, I just learned a lot more in in that than I have in any other time. Because what I also found while doing placement is a lot of the pre-existing support officers like they almost baby and this is something i shouldn't say against people that i work with but they almost like baby Mm -hmm. the kids where it's like instead of acting like teachers which like like i said you're not a teacher but instead of acting like but you're still in a classroom and to me if you are an adult in a classroom you should be acting like and and if you're there to help kids learn then you should be acting like a teacher Mm -hmm. So, and even, even with some students who might have more severe disabilities, 
like your job is still like you still work in a school and a school is there to educate people so you should still your goal should still be to educate people to the best of your yeah. ability so yeah it was it, it was a, and it's rewarding when a student is like i just learned more about how to tell the time in that half an hour than i have in what what you're usually school for 13 years for you know 10 11 12 years of schooling mm-hmm. And and also just other stuff like having students where they're like I and I'm going to use this word and no student I don't think any student ever used this word for me but it's it's a term that is still thrown around by a lot of people but I remember a student saying to me and I'm paraphrasing like I am not a retard the reason I'm in this class is because I have a physical disability and I need extra support because of that disability. Mm. I have a fully functioning brain and I can learn stuff and I actually find it demeaning yep. to have to be in this classroom. I understand why I have to be in this classroom, mm. but... And it's stuff where, like, you learn very fast. Like, not only do different shu- different students need different levels of support or different types of support, but it's something that... Like, I... Again, like every morning we would have a meeting, like the staff would have a meeting and there was staff talking about like how they wanted to learn more about autism spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. Now, for people that don't know, I was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder when I was 10, 11. So it's something that I've just always known. So, uh, so it was like it was a surprise to me to, to see that this, that these staff did not know how to cope with autism spectrum disorder mm. when I've been dealing with it. I mean, I have a cousin who is higher grade, whatever you want to call it, spectrum mm-hmm. than I. And he's like, what, he turned 18 last year, I think. So he's like six, five, like five to six years younger mm-hmm. than me. So for almost 20 years, I've been dealing with people who are, who are quote-unquote autistic. So, I also... So, then seeing that, it also... Uh, like, I saw it as I'm a breath of fresh air in that. Or whenever I talk to people about it, they're like, we need more male role models or support workers because... Well, I mean, a, a lot of the kids, sometimes they either just need a good male role model or... They need someone who's not going to baby or mother them or just having that male presence in in the classroom can push them or like drive them in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Or even an, another, another story tale or whatever is the last day of placement I did there, um, they said, oh, do you want to go with this student to elect- electronics class? And just just keep him on, on the right track. Just make sure he's doing work and not trying to goof off or whatever. I did electronics in year eight. I was I did hobby electronics for like two years after that. Plus, I have a diploma in science. Like, I understand basic physics and electric stuff and I can read resistors. And I'm in that classroom. I was like cool, what's the components we need? 
and it was yeah just like reading resistors and i i said to the teacher at one stage like oh he's missing this component the teacher's like oh yeah give it and he's like how did you know he was missing that component i'm like because i can read components and i can like it's just something i know and it's and then going back to the classroom they're like oh how was it and i was like easy like i've done electronics before and they're like this is why we need you in classrooms because you know like you have a, a skill set that others don't mm. so it just like it just it was seven weeks of just more and more rewarding experiences and confirmation that this is this is a good path yep. for me so i mean if if nothing else i can say 2019 gave me a couple months of knowing that I was heading in the right direction after, I mean, all years before that being a slow tumble of confusion. I guess, yeah, it's interesting to see, like, what um, what happens, I guess. And, and it's also really good, like you said, like, to hear the validation from other people about how much you're valued and, like, and use that as the motivation to keep going. Yeah, yeah, and even though I may have not been successful, like sticking at that school, yeah. and that the school didn't have a position to offer me that was right, like a continuing position that would have been right for me, or even having having schools not be able to take me or not wanting to take me throughout mm-hmm. this year, having like I've in in Jan in July, sorry, mum had dinner with a friend she she went to school with. They just happened to be in the same city at the same time. And she works in learning support. And she said, if Nick was living in the same city as me, I would hire him in a heartbeat, Mm -hmm. even without experience, because he's passionate. He has, like, the right mindset. He's a good male role Mm -hmm. model. And he's young. And, I mean, you look at it and it is very much... The people who are in it are like 50s plus or like 30s minus. Mm -hmm. And it seems like for a long time there has been like a gap. I mean, in any industry, having some young blood in it is good news. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, like, who knows what could happen in next year with what you want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything else, I guess, in what happened for you personally in 2019 that you wanted to talk about? Um, I I don't know really. Like, not really. Okay. I don't know. Like, it, it's been a funny year. I'll say mm. that. Mm. And it has, like, I, I've been very stagnant mm-hmm. the past, at least, like, the past six months at yeah. least, especially with... Um, disconnect in um, social circles and um, yeah, having like just a feeling of tumbling lostness, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, what do I? You sent me a list of stuff. Let me see. Uh, yeah, no, that, that was more a list yeah, for me than for I was you. Like, mm, but interesting. Um, so I guess throughout twenty nineteen, what in terms of like media? And like comics, because we all know you're the comics boy on the pod. Yeah, and I mean, I did say before that I'd be happy to. <laughs> but yeah, look, I mean, 
I th- I think it was was it la- last year that I recommended the Green Lantern. I, I can never be like I can't remember when comics come out. Like I can, and I, like I've been talking with a friend about comics a mm. lot, and she's always like, "How do you remember when comics are?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't remember when comics are. I remember when they take place." Yep. <laughs> like. I mean, especially in DC, when DC is classified, like, in terms of crises. Mm-hmm. So, you've got, like, pre-crisis, which is anything before 1985. Uh-huh. And then post-crisis, which is anything after 1985. Then you've also got, like, Zero Hour, which was, like, 1999, I think it was. No, that was Millennium. I don't know. There's, like, Zero Hour, which was in the 90s. And then you've got Infinite Crisis, which was 2005. And you've got Flashpoint, which was 2011. So, like... Comics are very much segmented into periods, especially mm-hmm. with DC. So I remember it in the periods. So, so yeah, I can never remember like what came out last year. Like even trying to figure out what I wouldn't recommend this year, I was like, oh yeah, Dark Knight, Dark Knight's Metal came out this year, like finished this year. I was like, no, that finished last year. <laughs> so, and especially like not picking up singles mm-hmm. this year and catching up on a lot of stuff, it's yeah. been hard. But I did, there is some stuff that did come out this year that I felt very, um, I mean, what I started this, the reason I started talk, saying this was because, like, I, I mean, I, I know I said this last year, but, like, Jessica Cruz became that, like, comic book character that I just could not put down comics mm-hmm. about because she was a character who had anxiety and, and depression, and that was at a time when I was trying to figure out my own. So, like, comics mean a lot to me, and that's kind of why... I mean, why I read yeah. them a lot, but why stuff is important, like, why stuff sticks out to me a lot, like, um, I mean, one of the comics that came out this year, and I th- it's, see, if you haven't read singles, I think it's just ended, but it's called The Avant-Gardes, and it's about a group of, it's an all-female comic, but it's a art school like a yeah, an art school that's trying to get a basketball team because they can get funding. <laughs> They'll get added funding if they can have a basketball oh my God. team. And all these like alternative schools start a basketball league. So there's like the vet school has a basketball league and the art school with the drama kids have a basketball league. But also it's all female and it's like sports and that. There is some like queerness Ooh. in that, so that's good. And it's just it's it's one of those stories where it normalizes queerness, mm-hmm. and they're always comics that I keep an eye out for, like comics where, like, this comic is not about being queer. It's just that it happens to have queer characters yeah. in it, and that where you could easily swap one of the characters that are in the romance aspect of it to mm-hmm. male, and where it would just work. And nothing would change. Where, what I mean by saying that is like, like the f- being gay is not part of the narrative. Having a crush on someone you play with is part of that yeah. narrative. And especially where I when I play in a mixed gender sport, mm-hmm. like that's just yeah. normal. Or even like pick up basketball or whatever, you will have mm-hmm. mixed gender. So you can just put it in that context. And, like, having romance angles in it yep. is fine. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so, 
and that's kind of what I mean as well about like just comic books being good. Yep. Or I mean, Archie's another one. Archie's got really good. Like even like the fact Riverdale came is because Mark Wade rebooted Archie in like I don't know, like 2010, 20, 2012. Uh-huh. Like up- updated the character and made it more modern. And all those comics are really good because they're slice of life books, but they also have gay characters in them. And that's what I mean. Like, it's good to see inclusion where gayness yeah. does not matter. So, I don't know. And I mean, Archie got re rebooted, where this is where comic books get confusing because the past comic, because when. When Mark Wade rebooted Archie, the past comics became like a separate reality, like a separate universe. Then these new comics moved back, but have the same art style as the reboot, but also include the stories from the reboot. So it's kind of like turning the two universes into one, and I don't know, it just makes Mm. sense. But that happened this year, and the stories I've read from that... It also includes Sabrina a lot more, so now Archie's dating Sabrina, and that's where I'm up to, and this book just came out, and that's one of the books I'll be buying ASAP, because Archie dating Sabrina the Teenage Witch sounds fun to me. Uh, what other what other media? Uh, oh, um, the video game Superliminal. This was going to be a recommendation, but actually, did I recommend um, this? I think I did. I think this may have been on the last episode. Video game where you change the perspective of items and stuff gets bigger or smaller depending on your perspective. Of I them. don't. But think also, so. I don't remember. I don't know, but yeah, like Superliminal came like was a game I played where I was like, this fucking blew my mind. It sucks that it's Epic exclusive for the time being, but that's more because gamers like to hate on epic i don't mind having epic it's fine but it's a game that just blows your fucking mind and you do not understand how this mm-hmm. game works because like if you take something the best way to explain it is if in real life if you have something in front of you and you move it far further away it looks smaller mm-hmm. Now, that size of small smallness, it's now permanently that size. So, if you move to it, it stays that size. Oh. And if you take something that's further away and bring it closer to you, it's bigger. Mm-hmm. It's now that size. Oh. So, it's a puzzle game about moving perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one level where you literally have to steal the moon from the sky. So, you take the moon that is like... Like I mean, kids do this, where you, like, you get the... You, like, pinch the moon in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's that. So you have a hand-sized moon, but it's the actual moon the size of your hand. So it's a game that fucks with your head in that okay. way. It's it's very Stanley Parable. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So... It, that came at a time where it was something where I just needed my... I just needed, like the mundaneness mm-hmm. to change. So that that was something. And I mean this was just a good comic book that came out this year. 
that, and I feel like I recommended this as well, but it's a really good comic book that just is really easy to read, and it's called Spider-Man A Life Story, and it's just Spider-Man in different decades. So it starts in the 40s, 50s, and every issue is a different decade. But instead of being like normal comics, where the characters just like generally stay Mm -hmm. the same age, Spider-Man ages, and every... And as the decades go mm-hmm. further, stories that came out in that decade get introduced. So, in the final issue, is it, or is it, no, the, yeah. So, like Civil War, which came out in two thousand and five, is in the noughties mm-hmm. issue, and then Miles Morales, who was introduced around like 2010, 2011, is in the twenty tens issue. Mm-hmm. So, it's an interesting way of like seeing the Spider-Man story told but also, like, including all the other aspects of Spidey's life, which also, if you do the math, it does mean in the final issue, Spider-Man's, like, 60-70. So you have old man Spider-Man, which is just fun <laughs> in itself. Oh, that sounds that sounds very interesting. Yeah, but also because it's a self-contained yes. story of, like, six or yeah. seven issues, like, it's a good starting point. I mean, everyone mm. knows Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. He's had, in the last 20 years, he's had, like, nearly 10 movies. Um, let's, let's, let's check like that. Were, so, there were three... I mean, uh, yeah, there were three Raimi movies, uh-huh. then two Mark Webb yep. movies, then two MCU yep. movies, Edge of Spider-Verse, that's Yep, eight. and then two... And if you want to include, like... Fucking Civil War, Civil, Infinity War, Endgame. That takes us to 11. That takes you, that takes yeah. you to 11, so people know who yes, Spider-Man yes. is. Oh, that's fun. Which is also good now to have a comic to recommend people when they're like, how do I get mm-hmm. into comics? I'm like, just read that yeah. one. Because, like, that is... And here's a secret. That is the bane of a comic book reader's existence. Where do I start? <laughs> because, and this is something Marvel started doing a couple of years ago with having a re, renumbering comic books every like year and a yep. half because people are scared of buying issue 700. Jesus. Which like that, that's, that's what happened with me. I was like, I don't want to read spot. I don't want to read Batman 500 because there's five issue, 500 issues before mm. that. But quickly you learn you only need to know about, like, the last 12 issues. Yeah. Or even the last, like, a week or so, I've been reading a lot of Superman because I found I have a whole heap of random issues, uh, random books of Spider of uh, Superman that are, like, they're nearly chronological. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and read all this Spider-Man, that, uh, all this Superman that's, like, chronological. Yeah. And... There was there may have been like a couple stories that were missing in the middle or whatever, but also when you read enough comics, like you can just fill in mm-hmm. the gaps. You genuinely know who the characters are, and it's pretty easy to read comics. But people don't want to read issue five hundred; <laughs> they want to read issue ones. <sighs> but also, the opposite's been happening in comics now, where DC is just like. We're just going to legacy number everything, mm-hmm. which is, like, the original numbers. And, like, Marvel did it at one stage, but they were, like, issue 17, but it's actually issue 172. 
DC's like, no, you get Detective Comics 1016, and that's the only number on it, and you're just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> ah. I think in the last the last month, DC were like, cool, Flash and Wonder Woman are now at issue 750. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be their numbering from now on. It's legacy numbering. Deal yep. with it. Because they've kind of... I think they've just kind of figured out that, one, people will just read what they get given, and all you got to do is, like, throw on a, like, starting point, jumping on point, or start of new story, or part one. Yep. And, and also, yeah... Mm-hmm. Or he just say to, or just Google, where to start reading Green Lantern? <laughs> People will say, just start at like Green Lantern Rebirth. You'll mostly fill in the gaps. Or how do I read Superman? Mm. Pick up like, I don't know, an Up, Up and Away. Up and Away is a good starting point for Superman. That was just after uh, Infinite mm-hmm. Crisis. But yeah, like, it's pretty easy to read comic books. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else out on my list? No, not really. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I guess from there. Um, is there anything in twenty twenty that you're looking forward to? Um, the Geelong Cats hopefully not choking <laughs> in the finals and actually making gra- making a grand final. Ah, uh, uh, they haven't. Seriously, the amount of fucking oh, the amount of fucking shit I get from people for following mm. the cats. Oh, I mean, I love, I love them. I'm from Geelong. I've always followed Geelong, except that's a couple of years where I followed Brisbane, but nobody talks about that. But it's like I had a team that won premierships in 2007, 2009, 2011. Mm-hmm. We we were in the grand final in 2008. Like, we had four... We were in the grand final four times in five years. We won three of them. That's not too bad. We haven't been in a grand final since. Which, I mean, like, that that's better than you can say from other teams. Yeah. Brisbane. Uh, Gold Coast has never even made finals. But it's like, when your team win the minor premiership mm-hmm. and went unbeaten at the start yep. of the year and then had a bye and then just started yep. losing... People start fucking ripping oh, on your team, and it's fucking annoying. <laughs> but yeah, fucking the cats can like not be mm-hmm. shit, like just like be consistently mm-hmm. good. That'd be good for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, this is wishful thinking, and I hope none of them fucking listen. But it'd be good if Newcastle Quidditch Club just stopped being cunts. That's something. Mm-hmm. Something I won't get into either because. It just brings up a whole lot of private issues that, no, that, I mean, they're private. But, yeah, people stop being cunts in general. Fair enough. Um, well, is there... What fucking media-wise is there next year? Uh, Not much. I mean, the trailer for Wonder Woman 1984... Dropped recently. Like, that, that, yeah, that fucking mm-hmm. looks good. Be good for DC to get back in... And I mean, they also just announced that they're actually doing the Flash movie. It's not coming out till 2021. Oh. But like, that movie was supposed to come out last yep. year. It didn't. Um, I mean, I I may have talked about this last year, but like, I was supposed to be going to Japan next year, but I'm not because I decided against it and I'm probably going to get a motorbike instead. Oh, 
Okay. Because no one is here to teach me how to drive. Ah. So I'll just get... So I was just like, I'll just get like... Well, I mean, not a motorbike, like a moped Vespa, Vespa scooter mm-hmm. thing. And like, it's going to be like two and a half, three grand. So that that's better. Than, well, I mean, it's not better than Japan. Like, that's not as good as Japan, <laughs> but... It's, like, more useful to life yeah, than Japan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. What else is coming um, out? 20, well, 2020, we have Kim's Season 4. Well, I mean, yes. Obviously, yes, the perennial favourite. Yes, we have favorite. Kim's, and, and we have The End of the Good Place. Yes, that's right. Um, Actually, seeing this is my episode, mm-hmm. I'm going to quickly tangent, because nobody else watches this, but uh, Silicon Valley just mm-hmm. ended... And the last episode was fucking weird because so Silicon Valley is just like the rise and fall continuously of the main mm-hmm. characters. The last episode is just a complete plummet where, and this is all spoilers for Silicon Valley. So if you either haven't watched it or you want to watch it or whatever, but the program, they think that they've created the new internet, uh-huh. like it's privatized, it's cloud-based there is no servers. It just, like, bounces off other people's... It's kind of like blockchain. But also, talking about blockchain is confusing to everyone. So, we won't talk about blockchain. But it's a new internet. But what they figured out is... They've created a AI to run this internet... That is so good, it can break any level of encryption. Which means... It can crack all the nuclear codes. Ooh. It can crack your bank accounts. So they decide that they can't do this, uh-huh. but also they can't, they can't just stop it because like someone will copy them. They can't just be like, oh no, we, we've, we're not doing this because copycats. Yeah. So instead they fake that their program completely internally combusts. They, they set it so like they reprogram it. So it will just destroy mm-hmm. itself. In the most spectacularly visual, like visually spectacular way, so that nobody else tries to copy them ever, because you cannot have no encryption and break the world. Mm -hmm. So the last episode is just their initiated downfall, going from millionaires to nothing. But that was that was something I didn't know I was looking forward to this year. And hopefully The Good Place can do something very similar, where they just take that fucking concept of the show and just bl- completely blow it up. Ah. And they can still do it. After they that have last time. episode... Yeah, they still have time, and after that last episode, there is so many different ways they can go. But we will leave that for probably a spoilers for days later on. You mean definitely? Um, yeah, the, I mean we did three epi- we did three episodes on season three. Yeah, no, we'll be doing I think at least maybe maybe four. Maybe because four. Because the finale is gonna be yeah, the because finale's the finale is probably gonna be one episode, and then the after and because the after show, and then thing. we're probably gonna have to split the experiment and post experiment and maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We're we're <laughs> nothing is set in stone as of recording. So, yeah. But, hmm. Um, is there something personally you want to see happen 
or potentially happen next year for you? Um, I mean, employment would be nice, but we also all just... We, we all wish for that. Just, like, having some stability in either employment or education or... I mean, stability probably isn't the right word. Probably, like, just being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it'd be nice to not have to worry about how am I going to finish this course. Yeah. So, like, finding a school that are happy to take me on placement for a year and having mm. regular class where you're not having to worry about how am I going to get help for this or what's the answer when you can just go to a teacher and be like, what do you mean by this question? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, stuff like that. Mm. Um, what are, Anything else for me that I want? Uh, I mean, there is a small part of me that still really wants to move, but also there's a small mm-hmm. part of me that completely does not want to move. And by that I mean yeah. in a state. Yeah. There's a part of me that just wants to move back to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But also, like, one, it's not always a good idea to run away from your problems. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you've got to realise the the impact that that can cause. Yeah. Because ultimately it is about you and what, you know, what you feel is going to help the most. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like, I may have talked about this on the podcast as well, but, like, I was fucking hoping my brother would have given up smoking by now because we had a fucking deal where if he quit smoking, I would play AFL with him. But he hasn't quit smoking yet, so uh, I don't think I'll be playing AFL with him next year. (laughs) Fun times. Fun times. But, yeah... Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Actually, when does... Actually, that hasn't even... I don't even think that's got a fucking release date yet. Let's have a look. Okay. It might come out, but if fucking Matthew Riley's new book comes out next year, that'd be nice. Oh. to a new Matthew Riley book of the two whatevers. That'll be fucking nice. Because... Fuck, I love Matthew Riley books. The one book I always recommend to people, The Tournament. Go read The Tournament, everyone. It's a book about a, oh. it's a <laughs> book about a chess tournament and a murder mystery. It's just... Uh-huh. That's funny. Hmm. Oh, and I guess in terms of 2020, um, the Eurovision 2020... Yeah, in, which in 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 Rotterdam. Yeah, no. I mean it's 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 the Netherlands, which is like me, but also it's not where in the Netherlands my family are from. Uh huh. Where yeah. where oh, I mean actually Rotterdam's kind of close to where my grandmother's from, kind of, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, Netherlands is such a yeah. tiny country. A country mostly made up of stolen land. Yes, stolen from the St- ocean. Stolen from the Sea King. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Eurovision is always fun. Hopefully, it's not as controversial as 2019. I I don't think I don't think anyone can make it 
more controversial, save for what might happen with the Brexit UK. Um, so Do we think that, that that's going to happen, though? Uh, we'll see. Um, I, th- I think now we have we'll... to fucking timestamp this. Because as we're recording, the fucking UK general is going on. Yes. And... Oh, boy. Oh, this is going to be oh interesting. Oh, boy, yeah. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, well, today, and fucking just be like... I mean, it's not going to get cold for a while. Like, because mm. polls are... Because fucking England have their elections on a Thursday. Which is so weird. Be- and I googled it, and apparently it's because on Friday and a Saturday, you're too drunk to vote. And on a Sunday, you have to go to church. <laughs> Which also, like, just vote before you drink? Yeah. I don't know. Australia seems to do it okay. Australia Australia is getting more and more receptive to um, pre-poll. And early voting, so you know, we do that. that. Like we've had Saturday elections oh, on the day, yeah, for we've ages, had we, and yes, people seem have. to be able to do it properly. They didn't do it properly in 2019, but we'll give them another shot. Oh Lord, fucking! I'm living in a place of two fucking liberal governments, and I'm not fucking enjoying it. Uh, well, Gladys okay. can fuck off in one direction, and Morrison and can Scott fuck off Murray in the can... other direction. And hopefully yeah, it's, like, yeah. into the ocean. And hopefully we can trade them both for Harold Holt. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll trade the Sorry. fucking skeleton of Harold Holt for both of those cunts. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if if we were able to bring back um, Harold Holt, but we needed, like, the correct number of souls of corrupt politicians? Um, or fucking trade them both for the resurrection of Bob Hawke. <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh, it's gonna be a wild time ahead of us um but yeah i guess i guess it's probably a good time to wrap up um so nick where can people find you people can find me at twitter and instagram at at nick Lankroon. sweet um and again thank you for doing this um for another year it's been it's always it's always interesting to see what people sort of reflect on and what they want to talk about especially like yeah after doing this it and you brought this idea up actually of doing another one of these um i, I mean i came up with it because i had no idea what the fuck we we're gonna do in summer and i was like let's just fucking do it again <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean <laughs> this, this was before I was like, oh, wait, I'm actually going to have to reflect upon myself. Yeah. Like, I was trying to postpone <laughs> this for as long as possible, but we had uh-huh. you wanting to be ahead of shit and me not wanting yes. to have to deal with Geelong's internet. Yes. So, so you know, there's that. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to fucking organize, and I'm probably, I might try to organize it on Saturday, but like, mm-hmm. I still want to do a fucking, pot, a, like a full let's get deeper with a friend of mine just about like comic Ooh. books yes and I'm, I mean I'm fucking trying I've got to figure out how to do the right setup uh huh and I mean I've got to like the content and that will be easy to do but it's just yes. like how to do the setup and it's, I think I've got the it the audio the fun stuff yeah and I mean you know like quality the quality of the audio is can be secondary to 
the fun that you have um, doing it. I, I mean, and, everything would be a lot easier if I had a mixer. Yeah, but everything that'd be true. would be a lot simpler if we had a mixer. Well, I know, mean, it's hard to use a mixer with with internet. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, um, but we, you know, maybe maybe if if Australia's internet situation actually improves, and I doubt that will happen in the near future, or if um, Mage Mansion the... ever happens, or if I do move to Victoria, but then also saying that I fucking live three hours away from Anastasia and. That's a fucking adventure. <laughs> that has not... You have not met up with her yet. No, but this also she's to... fucking busy. Well, for now, uh, when we're recording, but, you know... Oh, well, you I won't mean, be here. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to be here. And on top of it, she's fucking looking at going on a rural tour next year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. At least she stays never busy. Ends, honestly. Yeah, but you know, save for save for her mental yeah. health. Um Yeah. <laughs> There's always a price that has to be paid. Um unfortunately some those prices can include uh mental health. Um but yeah. We all know um, that. We all we all do, we all do, and we take that risk. Um but if you want to come find me, I am on Twitter and Instagram. Um actually no, that's right. No, you'll have to listen to my episode for that. Um, or listen to any listen other to, episode. Or any other episode. Um, for this volume, just like, fuck it, you, you, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, if you want to come follow the podcasts, socials, we are on Twitter and Instagram as Great Mates Podcast. Come sub to us if you enjoyed this episode of Let's Get Deeper. We have two volumes of fantastic um, stuff in our archives. Um but also feel free to go sub to our spoiler cast, spoilers for days, and the main channel, Great Mates Podcast, wherever you sub to pods. Um, feel free to share this to your friends, leave us a rating and review, and um, yeah, we will see you on another episode. Bye! Bye!